Hey friend, I have a question. Would you describe yourself as self-sufficient? Here's the definition. Self-sufficient is an adjective, which means seeking no outside help in satisfying one's basic needs. You see, we live in a culture that celebrates self-reliance and independence as a strength. And often we view those who need and ask for help as weaker. And as an entrepreneur and most likely a solopreneur, you may wear all the hats and try to be as self-sufficient as possible. But when we convince ourselves we must do everything on our own, we forget that God created us to rely on him and on others. And worse, you'll be on the road to burnout with all that busyness. And that will definitely affect your fruitfulness in both life and business. So instead, let's decide it's okay to slow down, say no, and get help. And see how a slower pace actually leads to greater results. Are you ready to get to the root of your busyness? Good, then let's dig in together. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list, it's a disordered heart. And a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business. From launching kids, to aging parents, caring for your needs, to serving your clients, investing in relationships, to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should-do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years, and I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? I have been working with Lissa and Redeem Her Time program for about nine weeks. In those nine weeks, I have learned to block time for with God time to refill my heart and mind. I enjoy Lissa's positive encouragement and feedback with the structure of this program. I have been able to block time and focus on a goal to organize personal and financial matters. I know that God is working and he is bringing women to Lissa to redeem their time in their mind and heart. I am grateful to Lissa for her coaching and guidance. And with her, I have become aware of how I spend my time. Thank you, Lissa, for your wonderful advisement throughout. Wow. Doesn't that sound like a much better pace of life than helter skelter and hurry scurry that we often fall into when we take on all the things ourselves? What I love about Susan's testimony 
is that by slowing down to be intentional about where her time is going, she is not only getting filled up with what she needs from God, but she also knows where to pour out so she can focus on what matters and complete her goals. And what you may not know is that Susan is a widow, having lost her husband to a drunk driver incident a few years ago. So she often feels like she has to be self-sufficient and strong on her own, but she's learned to let God and an amazing community of women help her discern what to say yes to and what to say no, and intentionally spend her time to take care of herself, her kids, and her business. So, Are you ready to ditch the I'm good on my own mask so many entrepreneurs and solopreneurs wear? Hopefully, if you're not already, you will be by the end of this episode, once you hear what it's costing you. But if you're ready now, and you know you'll go farther in both your life and business when you slow down, say no and get help by being part of a unique community inside a 12-month experience with other faith-centered women desiring to be faithful with God's called them to in this season, well, I encourage you to check out the Redeemed Midlife CEO and submit an application ASAP. What? I thought you just said it's better to slow down, Lissa. Yes and no. Yes, I want you to go at a pace that's sustainable over the next year, and that's what we're going to do together. But no, because today is also the last day to get 30% off the program. That's $1,000 off, by the way. Plus, you get an invitation to the private, live, Redeemed Midlife CEO's with God Vision Workshop that's happening soon, and it's only for people who have already said yes. So this, my friend, is a good kind of hustle and hurry. And then together, we'll slow down the pace of your body, your soul, and your business so you can actually speed up your results. Come see for yourself and apply right now at redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching. Then be sure to come back here so we can talk about how this problem of always going too fast, aka busyness, and how it's keeping you from fruitfulness. All right, are you back? Good, I'll be looking for your application right away. Did you know that 2023 statistics show that one in three entrepreneurs struggle with depression and burnout? That 30% of entrepreneurs admit they are often or constantly burned out? And that 64% of entrepreneurs say they are more stressed now than they were two years ago? Houston, we have a problem. And if we don't do something about it, it's not going to get any better. And burnout will only lead to breakdown. And then my friend, you're no good to anyone. But I get it. Because chances are, you're not just an entrepreneur, you know, the one who takes on greater risk than most to start and run a business. You might also be a solopreneur, aka it's all on your shoulders, because you're wearing all the hats right now. The brand builder, the content creator, the sales strategist, the marketing maven, the reach out responder, Need I go on? On top of dish scrubber, grocery shopper, holiday planner, laundry sorter, dinner maker, or whatever other tasks are on your list these days. No wonder you feel a little overloaded, overextended, and overwhelmed. And may I let you in on a little secret? Actually, a really important one that shouldn't be kept a secret? You are not limitless. It's true. No matter how strong, savvy, or self-sufficient you appear or desire to be, You can't do it all, at least not on your own. So if you keep pushing those limits beyond where they should be, one day you could snap. And is that really how you want to feel as a business owner anyway? If you're like most entrepreneurs and you're more stressed today than you were two years ago, imagine where you'll be two years from today if you don't do something different. Actually, 
Let's imagine what you could be two years from now if you do do things differently and get off the busyness hamster wheel. Can you say peaceful, present, poised, purposeful? Doesn't that sound better? But that doesn't happen on its own, and it certainly doesn't happen by chasing after all the things you think you should do to build a successful business. But it does happen by slowing down, saying no, and asking for help from God and others on the journey. So first, let's go to God to discover the root of our self-sufficiency, so that way we can rightly order our heart. And then we'll dig into the three steps to avoid burnout as solopreneurs. One of the quotes that I shared a few times on the CEO's Don't Wait Till January 1st workshop series last week was, if you tend the blank, the blank will take care of themselves. Do you know what the fill in the blanks are? Here they are. If you tend the roots, the fruits will take care of themselves. That principle works in the positive direction. When you are rooted and abiding in Christ, he produces the fruit of the spirit in you. But it also works in the opposite direction just like Jesus pointed out about the Pharisees. When your roots are in your own selfish heart, the fruit will show it. Now, not all self-sufficiency is bad. In many cases, it has served me well as both a military wife and a solopreneur, because there have been many times I just needed to make things happen. But too much self-sufficiency can throw us out of alignment. As it says in Breaking Free from Busyness, when we try to be self-sufficient, we forget that God created us to rely on him and others. And what is the fruit of an unhealthy amount of doing everything ourselves? Franticness, scatteredness, busyness. Do you have some of that fruit? No worries. You're not alone. If we can get to the root, we can get the right fruit. So what really is the root of this unhealthy self-sufficiency? Sure, we could point the finger at a lot of people and things outside of us, But let's not waste our time, because we all know the problem is not what's around us, it's what's inside of us, our heart. And if we're really honest, our self-sufficiency is really rooted in our fear of man, and maybe in our pride. Are you ready for a look in the mirror so we can stop wasting time in the busyness hamster wheel of self-sufficiency that only leads to burnout? Good, because digging out the root is the only way we'll see the fruit. So, why fear of man? Well, We don't want to look bad in front of others. We don't want to appear weak, needy, or unsure. We say yes to all the things because we don't want to look rude and don't want to let others down or be dependent on them. Is any of that true for you too? And what about pride, aka love of self? Let's be honest, it kind of feels good in our flesh when you don't have to depend on others or when someone else knows they can count on you or thinks that you are efficient, strong, and reliable. Speaking of which, Can I share a true story? When they announced at church a few weeks ago that it was finally time for my hubby to leave for his row across the ocean, they of course prayed for him and for me, and they said to be sure to reach out to me while he's away to see what I need. Well, my good friend came up to me after service and said, so, did you laugh when they said to check in on you? I smirked because I knew what she meant. You mean you think I'm pretty self-sufficient and I don't need help? She just smiled. Gulp. (laughs) I guess I can come across as self-sufficient too. Except I'm not. Because I've seen and felt firsthand the effects of an unhealthy level of self-sufficiency. I don't know how it got to full-up burnout, but I was certainly close when I got my diagnosis of hystericus globus, where my body was showing the fruit of me doing too much on my own. 
So I've learned to let go of my I can do it all mentality, to admit that I can't, and then go to the best two places I can think of. First, to the Lord, and then to like-minded women who are also trying to balance all the things between life and business and everything in between in midlife. So as I was thinking about what scripture to root this conversation in, immediately my mind went to Isaiah 40. And then, get this, I paused to take the dogs for a walk, and guess what song came upon my Pandora playlist while I was walking? The song Wait on You by Maverick City, which is all about Isaiah 40. Okay, God, I'm listening. So let's listen to what he has to say in these verses, 28 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Well, he's speaking to his people who've been trying to live life on their own about the greatness of God and the greatness of a with God life. It says, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Did you hear any self-sufficiency or burnout for those who wait? Self-sufficient people don't wait for anyone or anything, but those who wait on the Lord and the right things understand who he is and who they are in him. He is everlasting, the creator, never tired, wise beyond understanding, powerful and strong. And in him, we have power, strength, and everything we need to not only walk, but to run and mount up, which also means to soar. Amen. So with hearts rightly ordered around who he is, and who we are when we wait on him instead of rushing ahead on our own. Let's dive into the three things that you and me, as sometimes or more often than we care to admit, self-sufficient entrepreneurs can do to prevent burnout from the busyness of doing all the things. Are you ready? Here they are. Here they are together. Slow down, say no, and get help. It's really that simple, yet it's not. As I'm thinking of a good illustration, a good old-fashioned road trip comes to mind. I can hop in my car here in the Midwest and head south to check out the palm trees we talked about being like in the CEO's episode 197 in that open house. But if I'm in a rush to pack, I don't have time to look at my GPS and I just start driving, then every time I see a billboard inviting me to their establishment, I feel this obligation to stop and eventually get lost, but I'm too proud or scared to stop and ask for help when I get a flat tire. Well, let's just say I'll probably not end up near those palm trees in Florida and I'll have wasted a lot of time gas, and wear and tear on my car, trying to do it all and do it all on my own. So instead, I first need to slow down. Think through how many days I'll be gone, the weather I'll encounter, the necessities I need to pack. And with a suitcase in hand, I'll definitely not want to rely on my keen sense of direction or my memory from the last time we traveled that route, and instead pull out my GPS to map my route, planning in stops to refill my tank and stomach, and empty my bladder because I'm a midlife woman like you, need I say more? And of course, to avoid getting to have a conversation with a trooper on the side of the highway that starts with, do you know how fast you were going, ma'am? I'll want to watch my speed. I hear it's better for fuel efficiency anyway, so that means less stops. You see, slowing down gives us the energy and time we need to pour into our roles and responsibilities. Slowing down allows us greater motivation and focus in our work. Slowing down allows us to take better care of ourselves, aka preventative maintenance. 
slowing down is for our good. And as it says in Breaking Free from Busyness, our productivity in the long haul will benefit from intentionally taking our time rather than trying to do it all. Our overall energy and motivation will remain strong and steady instead of worn down and weak. Slow and steady wins the race, my friend. So let's be the tortoise and not the hare. So how do us busy women running after our goals in life and business slow down the pace before we burn out? Good question. When you're feeling frazzled and frantic, take a deep breath, then take one step at a time and take it to him. Ask him to help you not to ignore his invitation to rest and to remind you of what is true when you feel ashamed of slowing down. And what about asking these three questions? What would your life and business be like if you slowed down more? What are the barriers you think keep you from slowing down? And are they real? And what is one practical step you will take to slow down your pace? Okay, so now that we've slowed down, let's get back to my road trip. The next thing I needed to do was to say no. Just because that restaurant or tourist trap or tour guide invited me to exit and come on over for a spell doesn't mean I should. I mean, who really would do that if you're trying to get out of the Midwest and get to Florida, especially this time of year? But we do this when we're trying to get from here to there in our lives or businesses, and all those requests or invitations come to turn in a different direction. Perhaps a teammate reaches out with an extra request that you're not sure you can handle on top of all you already have. Or a family member wants you to do something for them when you just sat down to work. Or a leader at church wants you to take on a role when you don't have the bandwidth. What do you do? Do you say yes because you think you can, only to regret that yes down the road? Or do you say yes because you think you can't say no, only to resent that yes before long? Or do you say yes because you can do hard things and what's one more? Or you don't want to look weak, so why not? No matter why you say yes, if it's distracting moving towards the destination that God has already showed you, it's just perpetuating busyness. And now your time is overfilled and you're overloaded. And where does that road lead? To a blowout and burnout. You were not made to do it all. Therefore, it's okay to say no. In fact, it's good. So how do us busy women feeling like we should say yes, learn to say no before it's too much? Good question. Slow down your yes. Take time to think, is this necessary to what God has called me to? And if not, will this take away from what he's called me to? Ask him for discernment to know what's a divine invitation and what's a distraction and for the grace to let go of the guilt and be confident in your answer. And why don't you ask these three questions? Why do I struggle with saying no? And what's at the root? When and why is it okay to say no? And when is it not okay to say yes? What is one way I will slow down my yes to consider it first? Okay, so now that we've slowed down and we've said no, let's get back to my road trip. Ah, okay, well, I've slowed down to pack my bags and check my GPS. I'm able to drive past the enticing billboards and I'm watching my speed so as not to see lights in my rearview mirror. But what happens if I get out of service or my GPS no longer works or my phone dies or I end up on the side of the road with a flat tire? I could try to be She-Ra, remember her if you grew up in the 70s and 80s, and find my way back to the highway or to cell service or to where the jack is under my car. I have to admit, I can figure out a lot of things on my own but I would be completely insufficient if I had a flat tire and it was just me. But so far that hasn't happened. But all that would cost me a lot of wasted time and energy and keep me from getting back on the road, 
Or I could ask for help. Yep, like actually admit I can't do it all and I need someone's assistance. There will be a point, whether it's on the side of the road or in a relationship crisis or in a business challenge, when you come to the place that you need help and when you're ready to admit it out loud. It's not shameful, it's normal, and it's good. No one person can do everything on their own. And in fact, even though we fight against them, the limits we possess as humans mean that we need help, both from God and from one another. I hope it doesn't take finally reaching your limit and asking for help at the point of complete burnout. So start thinking of ways that you can reach out and ask for it before then. Perhaps ask your VA to take on a task so you can take it off your plate. Ask your hubby to pick up dinner so you can take a walk. Ask a friend who's really good at organizing to come help you with your office. Yes, it means laying down your pride and picking up some humility, but it's worth it. And God has intentionally put people in your life to rely on along the journey. So let them. Better yet, ask them. So how do us busy women who feel like it's weak to admit we need help ask for it? Well, first, notice something that needs to be done, but either you're not equipped, you don't have the bandwidth, or you don't have the time for it. And then look around and see who might be better suited to take it on. And then ask and humbly accept their help. Chances are you'd say yes if someone really needed your help, right? So now it's your turn to receive. And what about asking these three questions? When has asking for help in the past been exactly what you needed? In what ways do you struggle to ask for help now? And what is one way that you can rely on someone right now? Are you ready to admit you can't do it all in life and business and nor do you want to? Good. Here's today's community question. Which of the three tips, slowing down, saying no, or getting help, do you need to start with? Come share with us inside the Redeemer Time community and you'll find you are not alone and you will be well supported. So, busy self-sufficient solopreneur, are you convinced that independence is really not your superpower? There's a reason God made us with limits so we'd finally recognize we need him and others. He's always there to lean on, but do you have a core group of fellow faith-centered women entrepreneurs that you can be honest with when you're needing to slow down, say no, or get help? They say, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And I say, you do it with God and with others. And that togetherness and support is perhaps the best bonus that comes along with a redeemed midlife CEO. Sure, you get the online modules, the book study, the With God business process, the biblical mindset prompts, and all the other features and bonuses are great, but the value is really in the togetherness, in the shared experiences of working through challenges and celebrating victories on our coaching calls, of holding one another accountable to what we said we'd do in our co-working sessions, of having deep conversations with other like-minded women about what we're learning and how we're applying it, and knowing You'll always have women to remind you to slow down, to say no, and to get help, even when you don't think you need it. So if you'd like to be part of that kind of togetherness, I invite you right now to go submit your application to the Redeemed Midlife CEO, and let's see if we're a good fit for each other. Besides, if you do it by tonight, you get access to that 30% off code and the With God Business Vision Workshop that's happening soon. We're always better together, and I can't wait to welcome you inside. Speaking of welcoming in, let's stop to welcome him into our self-sufficiency and invite his help in our lives and businesses. Dear Father, we confess to you that we think we can do it on our own, 
And yet you show us over and over again that we cannot, but that you can. So Lord, I pray that you would get our attention before we get to the breaking point. I pray that you would show us the root of our self-sufficiency, whether it's pride or guilt or fear of men, and that we would turn that into a dependence on you and dependence on the women that you have put in our life to support us along this journey. Thank you that we are not alone and we don't have to do this alone. And I, God, I ask for the humility and the grace to be able to walk in that interdependence that you've created us for. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile. And that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.